Do you want to hear the greatest story? Yeah, I do. Oh my god, Bon Jovi sound checking. We got to see this. But then we hear um, the guy whistling into a microphone. Yeah, it was John, and he goes, "The kids can stay." We're like, "Oh, cool." <laughs> nice. Thanks, thanks, Johnny. It was a small theatre, and we went upstairs, and there was a photo of Dire Straits, who did their very first rock blast there in 1982, which was just so cool. So these bikies got in touch with us, give us 500 bucks so you don't get your singer back. (laughs) Holy shit! Welcome everyone, you are listening to the Art of Touring podcast. This is an interview style podcast where I talk with musicians, performers and sometimes wrestlers. I am your host, the Sizz Dog. Thanks for joining me. Hay fever season! Maybe it's not hay fever season, but I got hay fever today. Bad. It's bad. It was a really warm day yesterday and today, forget about it. Runny nose, itchy eyes, all that fun stuff. Any hay fever sufferers out there? I'm just waiting for some. No, hang on. No, you can't actually talk back, can you? If you did, just talk back to me in your car. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, it's not a it's not a fun time. I took some um, hay fever medication. I was about to say the name brand. I'm like, no, nope, I'm not giving you any free plugs. And um, it's kind of dried up the nose a little bit. It's not running like a tap anymore. I still feel a bit rubbish, but there you go, mate. Hay fever. It sucks. This week, however, I caught up with Rusty from the Ugly Kings. Uh, Rusty and I have crossed paths a few times over the years at different gigs and venues, and uh, but it wasn't until I bumped into him at Studio 1B while I was recording last week's pod with Dave Warner that the uh, idea of him being a guest on the show became a reality. So it was great. It was great to have him on the show this week. Uh, keep listening to hear a hilarious story from the road, including what not to do in the back of the tour van. Art of Touring is brought to you every single Friday. You can listen to Art of Touring on iTunes or on the Google Podcasts app on your Android device. Remember, Art of Touring is part of the A Lot of Green podcast network, and you can check out all their other awesome podcasts on their network at www.alotofgreen.com.au. Now, guys, tell friends about this podcast. Uh, subscribe to this podcast, tweet about it, make a Facebook post, make an Instagram post about it, um, call up your um, long-lost cousin and say, hey, you heard the art of touring? They'll be like, yep. Oh, that wasn't what I was expecting. I didn't think you'd heard of it. Yeah, art of touring's awesome. Did you hear the one last week with Dave Warner? I didn't. I have to go back and listen to it. Yeah. Who's the art of touring fan now, bitch? <laughs> There is some coarse language, including what I just said in this week's episode. So if you are listening with the kids, it might be a good idea to throw on um, uh, Star Wars Rebels. I hear that's pretty good. Haven't seen it yet myself, but it's here. It's pretty good. It's friendly for the kids. And then once they're dropped off at their lightsaber lessons, throw Art of Turing back on. Now, let's take a moment to hear from this week's sponsor. Episode 79 of The Art of Touring is brought to you this week by Stan Makita's Donuts. Do you like hockey and donuts? Then come to the only hockey-themed donut diner in the Chicago area, Stan Makita's Donuts. This is Stan Makita's Donuts. Excellent munchies. This is the manager, Glenn. He's here 24 hours a day. I recommend the sugar pucks. They're excellent. I'd never done a crazy thing in my life before that night. 
Why is it? If a man kills another man in battle, it's called heroic. Yet if he kills a man in the heat of passion, it's called murder. Hello! What do you think you're doing? Only me and Garth get to talk to the camera. Come on. I don't, I don't really have too, too much to say right now. What's that? Hi, Mr. Withers. How's the amusement park going? Just great, Wayne. Four coffees and a half dozen coolers. Just so you know, Art of Turing is hosted by Wooshka if you'd like to listen on your desktop. You can. Just Google Art of Turing and follow the links to the Wooshka homepage. I like to do all of these little bits in different inflections every week so people realise I am actually recording all of this every week. I'm not just like copying and pasting. I'm not like, you know, a bludger. I do care about the pod. So every time you hear me say, just so you know, Art of Turing is hosted by... It's, it's unique every time. Oh, yeah. Before we hear my conversation with Rusty, let's hear some of his music. Here's a track by The Ugly Kings. It's called Goodbye. Check it out. And there you go, there's just a taste of the Ugly Kings. Now let's sit back and breathe it in. That's right, it's the Sizz Dog and Rusty shooting the shit for an hour. Strap in and let's get loose. It's time for the Art of Touring to begin. Welcome, everyone. You're listening to the Art of Touring podcast. Uh, summer isn't here yet, but you would be forgiven to believing that it is because it's a bit of a scorcher here in old Melbourne town. But we've got the uh, the fan going. Uh, we've got our water in hand. And sitting across from me today, tonight, this evening, this afternoon is Rusty from the Ugly Kings. How are you, Rusty? I am hot. Yes. <laughs> I think I might need to upgrade the old yeah. man cave and get a bit of an air conditioner happening for next uh, yeah, for next season. We'll yeah. do it in a fridge or something. Yeah. Well, yeah. I have the mini fridge there. I could plug it in, maybe just open it up. Could do that. That might do something. I've seen a, I've seen a guy on the internet. Was, I've seen lots of things on the internet, but I saw this thing on the internet, which is like a someone had taken an esky, which is where I come from, New Zealand, a chelly bun. Um, <laughs> ah. and put a fan inside it and somehow managed to get that like the air to come out of the esky with ice and created this like 
portable, you know, refrigeration, refrigeration, air cooling unit units. that you can take to festivals, so that when you're you know pinging off your face, you've got this thing in your, you know. And was it able to actually hold drinks as well? Was that like the? No, I think it had taken away from the drink capacity of the, yeah. of the unit. <laughs> the fan was in there. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go, mate. That's um, that's certainly a pretty impressive invention. Yeah, I thought by so one of too. your countrymen. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, let's touch on that, mate. Yeah, where are you from? Where did you grow up? You, you just mentioned. Um, so I, I grew up. Well, I was born in uh, Wellington. Um, and I came here when I was about twelve. Okay. So I, I used to go back and forth for a few years, but I've been here permanently probably since I was like eighteen. You know, just yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, I, we were, meant, we were only meant to be here for three years originally. I came here with my dad's work. My dad worked in uh, manufacturing at that time. He was mm-hmm. working in Dunlop Tires, right? And came here to work for Goodyear, and we were only meant to be here for three years. And then we ended up staying for I, I don't know ninety eight. What is it now? Two thousand nine. So twenty one <laughs> years at this point. Twenty one years. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, and you were twelve at that point. I was twelve. So I mean, yeah, I've been here yeah. for long, for more than half my life. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you ask me what rugby team I support, um, you all can blacks. go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, really? All blacks all the way. <laughs> all blacks, yeah, yeah. I knew that. I'm not a much of a sports guy, but I knew that rugby and New Zealand meant all blacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, uh, right on, man. Um, and so, growing up in New Zealand, uh, in Wellington, um, was there any musicians in your family? How did music first kind of call no, to you? No, no musos. No musos, no music, um, art, a lot of art. Um, I, you know, when I was a kid, I did a lot of acting stuff and did a lot of painting. Um, a lot of kids are creative, obviously, but I really um, took to that stuff. I did a few little, um, like, I guess you call them little uh, independent films and stuff. Sure, yeah. And I was about seven or eight or something at the time. I was a little, little chubby kid. Yeah. As a run around. Um, and yeah, so I've always sort of been inclined to performance and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I think um, I think when I was about 12, I started drumming. So I like, took up percussion. Yes. Um, and that was when you came here. That was when I came here. So yeah. like all music was Australia. Mm. Um, and I think. I was probably about 16 and I started had this little band called uh, Angel's Trumpet. Um, s- silly name. But, was that the uh, first band that you were in? That was the first band I was in. Angel's Trumpet? Angel's Trumpet. I was the drummer. I wasn't the singer. Um, yeah, yeah. And the a female fronted band. And mm-hmm. we, we just, it was mainly just covers and a few weird songs that we wrote. Sure, yeah. Um, you know, we're going to take over the world when we're 16. You know. I mean, that's the dream, right? That's the dream. <laughs> Still trying to do that. <laughs> Aren't we all? Yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, so that sort of happened and I sort of went away from music again. I went to film. Right. So I was doing, uh, I studied film for about three years and did like filmmaking and, and uh, you know, all the fun fact, all the music videos that the Kings have released have sort of been ideas that, I have had some hand in yes. whether or not that is writing and, and editing. I do a lot of the editing of the films and that sort of stuff or, um, you know, to the point where I'm you know, just like directing it. But then I work with a lot of people that I went to, uh, really talented film guys that have gone on to do 
really interesting things in the industry oh, that right. I went to, went to uni with. So I'm like, I just sort of call them up and be like, hey. Hey, let's work on this. Let's work on a cool project together. Yeah. Um, so that happened. Um, and then it wasn't really, didn't really do much until I sort of bumped into Christos. Um, okay. So <laughs> originally I bumped into Christos in 2007 on a, um, on a film we were both playing thugs in this terrible web and web series. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, if you can find it, it's really, it's shit. It's so <laughs> awful. Um, and it's me and him and I'm like, we're just like both tough guys. Yes. And we like carry this guy out of this, out of this bar and <laughs> it's the dumbest thing ever. Um, but we never exchanged details. Like I didn't see him, but then I, I met, I saw, I met up with him again. Like I just ran into him randomly at, sure. at the gym. Mm. Right. Cause you know, we both go to the gym all the time or yeah, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and this was 2010. Right. Um, and I was like, Oh, I don't know you from somewhere. And then it kind of just sort of, we started talking about music and you're like, Oh, we play guitar. Yeah. I dabble in a bit of singing. Um, dabbling is the best most correct word for it at that point <laughs> yeah yeah um i hadn't really done any formal training or anything actually the only way i knew that i could sing was the fact that i was drunk one night um at a karaoke bar and won an xbox an xbox an xbox 360 360 wow for singing <laughs> and for i was singing. just like Oh, I'm, I'm all right at this. That was the prize that for winning the, prize. the competition. It was a big prize. That's huge. It's a huge prize. Was it like at a pub or something, like karaoke? Yeah, the- it was like a karaoke pub thing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And what was the winning track? Uh, I believe it was, it would have been either Under the Bridge or Better Man, but I can't remember. I was drunk. At least used to be one two that I would go to. Yeah, that were your go-to tunes. Go-to tunes. No, and yeah. who, who judged it? Oh, I can't. You were drunk. I was drunk. Whoever it was, know. they thought you had the pipes. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. That's um, awesome. But do you still have the Xbox? Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah, actually. right. I still do. I still have it. I was thinking about yeah. selling it. But. And that's just like your Blu-ray player, or are you a bit of a gamer as well? Mm, no, not anymore. No. I get addicted to those sorts of things, yeah. so I keep them out of my life. Yeah, basically. yeah, Basically, yeah. you know, yeah, like I, I can... used to play a lot of computer game there was a phase of my life where i played a lot of like you know like computer games online, or whatever like uh like multiplayer role, no, role playing games like not like- even online just like you know you just be like i i was really into fifa oh right fifa yeah, yeah. and um and just like you know games like that and yeah and i would like lock myself away and play for like five hours and yeah. then I'd be like, oh, where's the sun? Yes. And then I'd come outside and, and, and now I look back and I'm like, what a waste of fucking time. Well, it was, it's a real addiction. It's a huge addiction. Yeah, and like kids yeah. are making like millions of dollars of it now. 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 <laughs> when I was, you know. I know. But I still don't think it's healthy. No. You know. Well, I mean, they've got like teams and stuff. They, they put them up in these houses yeah. and they're sponsored by like Red Bull, of course, because they need to stay awake all the time. Yeah. Playing these crazy games but they make this silly coin like silly coin dude the guy, there's a guy over in box hill that like made like what he's making more money than uh i don't know some N- N- nba player or something yeah like uh making more money than kobe bryant or something and it's he's crazy like, he's like just this techie kid you know yeah 
Good on him. I mean, like, I, I don't, hey. I, no, no judgment. But no, I like, mean, for me personally, mm. I like, I feel dirty. Yeah. If I play, if I play games for too long, I, I start yeah, feeling man. really dirty, and I'm just like, Ugh. so I just, I was just like, I didn't, I didn't want this in my life. Yeah. Like yeah. I see games come. I like, I saw like that, like that Red Dead Redemption two. Yes. When that came out, and I was like, because Red Dead Redemption one was like one of my favorite games. Sure. Yeah. And I was like, oh fuck, I could totally just like. <laughs> binge yes. on this buy like you know a playstation 4 just just to get just this play game. That game and i would just sit there for hours and i'd be so fucking satisfied but then i would <laughs> hate myself it's just like a really really long uh. masturbation <laughs> yeah. <Like> this, <laughs> you know a like a midday long masturbation when you haven't done anything all day and you're like i could masturbate and then you masturbate yeah. and you're like why well, fucking hate myself now i don't know <laughs> that's basically what oh, it we've is. all been there but it's that we? for yeah. five hours but for know? five hours it's a lot more extended you can't wank for you that know, long yeah you know it's about two minutes for me and then yeah 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 you get a bit red i think <laughs> ironically playing red dead redemption exactly anyway wow. so christos um, <laughs> christos yeah. yes you met old mate at the gym you're like <laughs> hey so you gym. play guitar i play a bit of drums and i think i can maybe sing a little bit had you won the competition at this point yes, yes. yeah this was, okay. this was a few years afterwards so i was kind of like floating around doing bits and pieces like i was sort of doing a bit of you know other well, things that are important to me i guess so like ex- i like exercise so i was doing a bit of pt stuff at that time yes. um and i had was studying i'd taken up my second degree because i love having hex debt it's my favorite thing in the world it's your favorite yeah so um i started doing studying advertising um and have mixed feelings about advertising but basically yeah um i met with christos that was 29 2009 or something mm-hmm. um my, i'm getting my my years i probably said 2007 i, I, I remember them at some point you said 2007 yeah 2007 2010 that would make sense yeah um and then another guy who i was doing the course with who was like a year above me was also a guitarist yes um his name was dan um, and then we got together and we started a band called <laughs> the Chauvinistic Show Ponies. The Chauvinistic Show Ponies. Yeah. Yeah, right on. And it was just silly music. Um, and so and what did Dan play, sorry? Dan also played guitar. Okay. So it was Christos and Dan playing guitar and then me singing. And then at some point, I'm going to skip over that part because it's super embarrassing. <laughs> um, but at some point... Uh, I just jumped behind the kit. I hadn't played drums for a few years at that point. I'd just sure. sort of gone away from music entirely. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we just started writing stuff with me on drums and singing and then, you know, them playing guitar. And at the time yeah. I was like, I'm really big into the white stripes and, um, you know, the black keys and yeah, those like kind like of duo sounding skulls kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, and that was like, at that point was like really big as well yes Um, and we were sort of like this is really cool let's just give it a go and it kind of just kind of went from there 
to yeah. be honest. I don't even know. It kind of just all, you know how bands are, you just sort of start something yeah. and then it just goes somewhere sure. and it takes on a life of its own. And at some point you're like, I mean, like when we came up with the name Ugly Kings, I was like, that's a dumb fucking name. I hate that name. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Like that's you my still first like thought. It. No, I like it now. Now you do. Now I like it because it has a mind of its own because mm. it's taken on its own identity. But when, you know, fucking names, man, like you come up with any name, you're like, that's lame. I hate it. That's lame or it's been done already in a different yeah. way or like how we're going to make this our own and then like the problem of like creating a band name in 2019 is you instantly just go to Instagram and go has someone already got that I, and 10 other bands have it already yeah or it's like a weird makeup like uh, <laughs> yeah. like account or something or yeah. <laughs> some fashion model or something you're yeah. like really you got your account named that why why is your name you know the super galactic Express that doesn't make no sense. I wanted to call my band the Super Galactic Express. Why are you that? Damn it! Damn it! I should write that one down. That's pretty good. Yeah, that is actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah, there you um, go. But yeah, like I, I, um, I kind of, I, I like it now, um, because it has its own meaning. But at the time, I was like, it's too clunky. Right. The Ugly Kings. It's like very yeah. clunky to say, and I'm like. Ugh. Um, my advertising it, brain's like, uh, and does it pass the chant test? It does. Ugly kings, yeah, ugly exa- kings. Yeah, but you don't say the ugly kings. No, you the can't put the V. Just drop the V. Like, you just drop the V because, like, that sounds awkward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, it, it, what's also interesting is it's the opposite of the beauty queens. Ah, okay, yeah. that's so, cool, man. Yeah, when Very I tell cool. people that, they're like, ah, yeah. yeah. That's a fun well, little should, thing. Have you ever have you used that in any lyrics or album titles or anything like that? Because that would be kind of cool. Um, not yet, but I might. Yeah, some little, ideas. We're actually writing at the moment, so I might um yeah. throw that in there. Yeah, that would make sense. That's cool, man. Especially mm. now that like it's um it's out there in the um uh, ether. Mm. Um, you know, it would be cool to kind of capitalize on that. Um, and so yeah, the Ugly Kings are born. Um, mm. And you're on drums still at this point. Yes. Yeah, I am. I was on but drums. But singing as well, like Phil Collins style. Yes. Yeah. Uh, my, my trick was to get very drunk. Mm-hmm. As drunk as possible. And In then- the rehearsal room. No, no, when I was on stage. Straight on stage and let's get drunk first things first. Yeah, I would just try to get drunk and then that way I would play and not think about the fact that I'm trying to drum and sing at the same time. Mm. Um, because it would just, if I thought about too much, my brain would get fried and it wouldn't work. What would you, um, um, what was your uh, uh, like beverage choice to get drunk? <laughs> Black Sambuca and Scotch. And Scotch mixed no, together. Not together. Or- no, together. No, yeah, it's a one, one, and one. one you have one. a black sambuca, feeling pretty good. Have a scotch, feeling pretty good, and then you go back to the black sambuca, or you stay on the scotch, or would you? Um, I'd, I'd alternate. Alternate. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Until you've got that buzz on, and like, okay, let's rock. Basically, yeah. Wow. I don't do that now. I don't drink at all now. Not I anymore. Play. I don't I barely drink anything ever anymore. Yeah, yeah. But in but, the early um, days to get yourself up there and, and yeah, to get I, out of I your own have, head. Like, not smash, but a bit of a buzz. Going, sure, sure. You know. Um, I had a, I had an experience once when I was in my early 20s doing the cover band scene. Mm. And you're around alcohol and drunkards like constantly. It was at an Irish pub in the city called Pug Mahones. I know Pug Mahones. I used to work at Pug Mahones. There you go. Hardware Lane. 
Yes. Yes. I worked there for a couple of years. Yeah, right. So you know the you know the pub, mm-hmm. and um, we were doing a you know residency re- residency there on on a Friday night, and this is like circa two thousand and two. So like, think, are you going to be my girl? Is like the biggest hit in the world mm. at this point. So we're doing all that stuff, you know, and I'm seeing all these people just shit faced all the time, having a good time. I'm like, screw it. Every gig doesn't have to be perfect. I'm going to have a few drinks. I'd never mm. done that before. It was a bad idea. <laughs> it's always a bad idea. Oh, do you know what's a worse idea? What's that? Um, doing a line before you go on stage. Yeah, that would be bad. I've never yeah. dabbled in that, but mm. what what was the outcome when you tried that? Dry, 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 dry. Dry throat, couldn't just, sink. Your throat just goes dry. So you're like super oh. confident, but your throat's dry and you can't do it. <laughs> You're just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it's it's all gone. Oh, gosh. So, no, I wouldn't recommend it. And don't, don't do kids, drugs. Kids, don't remember. Yeah, and don't do drugs at all, kids. Ever. Because right? yeah. they're bad. They are bad. Drugs are Even bad. Even though, you know, some of them aren't that bad. But the well, government says they're bad, so they're bad. The, that is the official line from <laughs> the man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. I'm painting a picture of myself as a drug fiend. I am not. I just... No, have I mean a liberal you're, view of these things, you, and you're you're fit, fitness man as well. So mm. you know, you can't um, you can't function if you're um, if you're on drugs and uh, and also want to be a you know contributing member of society. Mm. You know, um, well, it depends on the drugs. Well, that's true too. <laughs> yeah, um, and so you 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 get the buzz on. You're playing. Mm. You got your black sand booker. You got your scotch. You're getting through those early gigs. Um, you know, in pubs and clubs around Melbourne town. Oh, look, to be honest, I mean... Where from, the, yeah, where to from there? The alcohol is... It's a lubricant for nervous energy. Sure, yeah. You know, like, I mean, I think... I'm going to go on a big ta- a big tangent here, but I wanted, to, I wanted to talk about this. I was thinking about this mm. when I was on my way here and I wanted to bring it up and I just wanted to get your thoughts on it. But sure, I, I yeah. feel like... At least with the with the the group that I know with the with other singers that I know, mm. there is this correlation between like being a bit of an introvert and being a singer, being a monster on stage, and yes. then just being super introverted in person. Okay, yeah, yeah, to yeah. some degree, and mm-hmm. like I, I think I'm kind of like I toe the line. Like I can be quite introverted from you know sometimes, but like yeah, uh, here this is good. I like this one on one thing. Sure, yeah. Um, if I'm in a group of people, I'm just like oh, fuck this. I, I can't deal with mm. a thousand people jabbering away about about nothing. Sure, yeah. Um, but on stage, it's like you know that's my element. It's always been my element since I was like a five-year-old kid. Mm. Always, I remember doing that when I was like a little kid on stage. I'd always, yeah. just, I'd do these plays. I'd just take over, and you know they get really annoyed at me because I wasn't the main <laughs> person. I'd just be like, ah, and start making jokes and running around. Sure, and I yeah. was never, never afraid of it. I loved it. I like lapped it up, and it wasn't because yeah. I was like, pay attention to me. It was just like this. You feed off that energy, yeah, that you get, and there's no. There's no feeling like that. No. At all. No. There's nothing comparable to it. You can't even describe it, right? Yeah, no. I, th- I think that's something that only performers can really relate to. Mm. You know, because um, when I'm watching a band, I'm very aware of what the performers are doing and, and whether or not I would be like in their shoes, how I would be feeling about it. Mm. You know, if they're bombing, I'd be like, fuck, that would suck having to be playing to five people. But shoot, they're giving it a go. Or, you know, 
on the other side of the coin seeing a, a packed room where the singer or the guitarist or whoever it might be has got the crowd eating out of the palm of their hand you know mm. um, that's that's like as a muso that's what you live for is to try to get that get that yeah that, that moment sensation that feeling that moment yeah yeah but being introverted um, that's a good question um, because I can I mean, relate to would you like, say that you're introverted no no I don't think so um mm. I mean, all you need to do is have a look at any of my, like, promos that I do with the band. I don't really let the guys get a word in. <laughs> and, then I, and then I look back, I'm like, oh, I should have let them talk a bit more. But then, mm. but then I'm like, oh, but I, I just want to get all the information out there. And, uh, yeah, so it's kind of a, a catch-22, you know. Mm. Um, and shit, like, I've got a, a podcast where I talk every week. Yeah, for you sure. You know, to a different person. So, I like, you know, um, putting myself out there in, in different mediums. Um, but um, I tell you what, I'm pretty shit scared when I've got to perform in front of teachers because I'm a high school teacher and I'm a music teacher. Yeah. And in, when the, the students and the parents and the teachers are in the crowd, I get pretty fucking nervous. Well, that's a weird energy though, isn't it? Oh, it's a super weird energy. They're like judging you on a different <laughs> thing. They're yes. like, who the fuck's this guy? Yeah, yeah. 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 Especially looking the way I look. With the long hair and the beard, I'm mm. already coming in with, like, they've got a, an idea in their head about who I am. Mm. And so, I've got to, you know, put on this performance. And, yeah, I certainly get nervous um, going into those type of situations. Yeah. You know, but a drunk pub full of, you know, punters. It's, well, I mean, like, it practice on. makes perfect, right? Well, that's I it. Mean, but, like, I don't know. I mean, I, I find that... Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like I, I used to sort of think, oh, I'm kind of like a little bit unusual in terms of front people because I have this switch that I can turn mm. and then, but I can only turn it on if I'm in front of a bunch of people. Yes. And then it doesn't. And then when I'm done with that, I go back to like regular me, but actually turn down me after a show. I'm way turned down. Yeah, so and you then, have an off switch. Yeah, and the off switch turns off directly after yeah. the show. And then I'm like, I don't want to be around anyone. And then you get people sort of coming over to you because they want to talk to you because they had a good time. And Exactly. A hundred percent, of course. Yeah. But you're like, I have nothing to give you now. Now. <laughs> like, I've, I've, give, I've given everything that I can give. Yeah, And I yeah. really appreciate it, but yeah. I've got nothing to give you. And that can obviously come across... Uh, negatively, yeah. Sometimes I think I think I, I you know, I, I've been under. I, I work on it now. I try to like sure, put, sure. A, put a front on, but I used to not yeah. be very good at that, and I sort of be like a little bit aloof, and everyone's like, "Oh, yeah. he's, he, he fucking loves himself, doesn't he?" Yeah, you know, right, that, right. That, I get that kind of vibe, I guess, but it's not that. It's no, just it's like, not that at all. It's it's the fact mm. that you know that's part of the night's done, and you're like, you know, if you wanted a piece of me, you had forty five minutes to get it. You know? Yeah, and like now I need, me, I need my yeah. alone time, you know. Yeah, exactly. Now mm. you need to decompress, yeah. Yeah. Like, so for me, I've always struggled, like, talking to people before a show, but that's oh, 100%, yeah. 100% because of my voice. I'm like, if I talk mm. over the PA in front of it to everyone who's come out, um, I won't be able to sing. Mm. So I'm kind of the opposite. As soon as it's done, I'm happy to talk, you know. I mean, not right after because I've got to get my shit off stage because usually there's another band who's about to play. But if it, you know, if we're the headliner and there's a bit of time, you know, I'll talk shit, mm. you know. And I'll, I want to be able to thank everyone that's come, you know, especially if it's, you know, someone I haven't seen in a while or whatever. 
Um, but before the show, I hide. Yeah, well, I hide before the show and I hide after the show. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, but I do want to thank everyone I am, and I am very appreciative of it. Yeah, no, yeah. Like, well, you said I, thank you on stage. Yeah, totally. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just kind of, it's just a thing. But I was going to say as well, like, um, it's funny that you said, like, when you're, when you're getting judged, when you've got, like, a, a shit crowd or something. Yeah, you're yeah. Like, they're not into you or you're, like, the support I fucking love that. Yeah, right. I love it because I get to prove them wrong, and mm-hmm. I and I I love proving people wrong because yeah. I, I think you know just being the kid that got teased and the whole thing, and you're like, yeah, fuck you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, so I, I'm kind of like, I remember like when we did um, the Papa Roach gig um, a couple of years ago now, and it was a good gig overall. Yeah, um, but I think. The second night um, at 170, we had like this is a weird thing. I mean, you you know when you play on like bigger stages, you know how you can kind of see the first row of people, and then you can't really see anyone else. Yes. So the first row of people are there to see their band, and, yes. and that's fair enough. Like you know, sure. that, that's where they come there. They paid their money. They want to see their band. Yeah. You know? um, and then the people in the middle, they're, they're just sort of there. They enjoy themselves. Whatever. Yeah. Um, but that all you can see is that first row, right? Mm. And that first row is like crossing their arms, you know, like yeah. very kind of like, I don't like this. Hurry up yeah. and finish. I want to see my band. Yeah. Um, so I see that and I'm, I'm sort of just, my instant reaction is fuck you. <laughs> right. So I, I go into, uh, I'm going to make you, I'm either going to get you to enjoy this or I'm going to make you feel really uncomfortable. <laughs> really? Um, so, so how I, did you achieve that at this Papa Roach so gig? What I, happened? I, I get into people's faces. So I, I like, I'll, I'll sort of like start singing at them and like open my eyes and like look at them like this oh, and like get right. all crazy and, yeah. you know, like in that. And people lap it up. They think, oh, he's, he's this part of the performance. performance. But it's me pissed off. <laughs> I'm just yeah. pissed off because these people are being dicks. Sure, like, sure. Well, I mean, they're not being dicks. They're just, you know, whatever. In the moment, I use that fuel. You feel like like if you think that they're dicks, then that will bring it, something it out bring, in you. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I get yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so I I just use that and, and that energy. Like some of the best gigs I've personally ever performed are gigs where I've been pissed off. Yeah, right. Like about something. <laughs> like, yes, yes. It's so weird. So like, I mean, there was, I remember we did this gig ages ago um, and I won't, I'll, I'll redact names. Sure, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was, a, we'd just gotten off a flight from Brisbane. We hadn't slept and we went to do this gig in Melbourne and it was for a, um, some event, like a tattoo event or something. Okay. And we had a band rider. Yes. And the, the these guys brought over the band writer who's like, Oh, where do you want to put this? This is for the band and you know, there was another writer for the event organizers and they were like they'd already had their writer. So this is really petty shit. <laughs> um but I hadn't slept, so I was like ready to I was just edgy. Yeah. And they got and they're like, Oh, just put it over there, um, and we'll watch it for them. And I saw them say that and I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I come back later to get a beer and all the beers are gone. Oh. And they drunk all of our beers. Beers, yeah. Those bastards. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah don't do that, man. Um, and I was just like, all right, fuck these guys. And then I just went out and I just 
was so angry that yeah. like, it was just a, a performance. I was like so sleep deprived and angry that like the performance was what it was. It was yeah. just raw and that lends itself well to the type of music that we play, I guess. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you got to use whatever you can, you know, and if mm. that... If the, the rider being emptied by the organizer is what's caught you fired up, <laughs> yeah. fucking use it, mate. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I remember doing uh, some shows with my old band, Smokestack Rhino. Mm. And there was some in-band politics going on at the time. And while you're on the road, you can't escape. You have no. to live with these dudes on the road for the next five, six days or however long you're on the road for. Mm. Shit went down the, like the first day. And I had oh, to get man. through the rest of the shows, you know. And um, I had to use all that nervous energy, like... But I kind of... Like, while I'm on stage, I'm not letting that affect me. I'm I'm actually kind of the opposite. I'm like, oh, fuck. Finally, I'm here what I'm getting... I'm getting to do what I'm here to do. Yeah, sure. They're not... Have, I'm going to have to worry about any of their shit. They're doing their job. I get to do my job. Yeah. It's as soon as it's over, that's when the reality is like, oh, fuck. Great. Back in this situation again until I get to go home, you know. Yeah, I mean that's that's the worst kind of, um, I guess, conflict to have when you're when you're in that situation. Is yeah, I mean, because like for me, it's like if I'm in a band, I'm in a I'm in a group of people that are like they're close, they're basically brothers at this point. Yeah, man, hundred percent. Like, the Ugly Kings, like we've been playing together and touring together for so long. With you know, if we don't like each other by this point, yeah, fucking hell, like, <laughs> yeah, man. You know, it's a rough time to, you know, I, I've been very lucky, actually. I think I've been very, very lucky that most of the people that I've played with, yeah, I've gotten along with. We haven't had too bad personality clashes, and if we had, they're just very, they, they, pretty minimal, you know, yeah. yeah, they fly over. You know, yeah, Christos man. and I clash a lot, but we both realize. Well, not a lot. We clash sometimes. We used to clash a lot more, but we don't clash as much now. But yeah. um, I, th- we both. It's both because we we care and we want it to do well. Yeah, it's important. Um, and you know that's, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's always like something dumb, and then we're like, all right, well, we're over it now. So yeah, that's a cool thing, man. Yeah. Um, well, if we could rewind just a little bit. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's okay. Like Tangent. we said, we can, um, the conversation goes wherever it goes naturally. But I, I just wanted to kind of direct another question at you um, about the, um, yeah, about the conception of the band. Um, we, 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 we oh, were there yes, with, yes, you know, yes, yes. Uh, how it started. Um, but then, yeah, how it actually became like the current how lineup it became now. The yeah, lineup. like when you put the drumsticks down and then, grab the mic for the first time and how that came to be okay so we play a few gigs um and um people were enjoying it like i remember i you know you watch old videos of your band playing and you're like jesus christ it's terrible <laughs> um but people were enjoying it um but everyone kept saying like i, I don't know where the singer is <laughs> right, yeah. Because they can't see me. Like there was just sort of like this weird disconnect between like. So you kept the drum kit at the back. You didn't bring it up to the front. Even when I brought it to the front, it was still sort of a bit, a bit like, oh, is this uh, the? Oh, maybe they've just done this because the singer couldn't make it tonight. Yeah, yeah. Ah. And like some stages, you 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 have to be at the back. Like cause yeah, the, the rise that, is there. You can't move it. The rise it. Is there. You can't move it. So you just yeah. have to stay there. Um. So at some point, I was like, all right, well, we should just think about getting the drummer and i'll jump on the front yeah how did you go about doing that well 
I was working at the Carlton Club at the time and Ryan Scoble walked into the Carlton Club and mm. I and and sat down and I was talking to him. Of the deep end? Uh no, Ryan Scoble of um of the Ugly Kings. <laughs> but what did he do before? No, he wasn't deep end. He was um what did he do before? I have no idea. Oh, uh, okay. No, I'm getting my names mixed up. He he does like audio engineering. He's in the he's in bats now. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh but he walked in. I um was just like yapping on about my band. Sure, yeah. Um he thought I was a wanker. Um, which I probably am. <laughs> uh, we all are at one we degree, all mate. Are at some degree. <laughs> That's it. Um so he yeah, like I, I um somehow got his details. Yeah. Um, I called him up. I was like, oh, do you want to try out for the band? He was like, yeah, sure. Comes down. And then when he opened the door, well, when I opened the door, he realized it was me because he didn't know it was me. Sure. Well, I think he'd just forgotten who I was. I think we were both drunk. It didn't really. <laughs> yeah. um, and he was like, oh, this fucking guy. <sighs> and he told me this years later that he that he was like, well, this fucking guy. Oh, and he was like, guy. he was like, couldn't, he was excited to, he was so excited to leave. He was like, I didn't want to be here. <sighs> like, I don't want to rehearse with these guys. Like, Russell's a dick. He's whatever. Um, I hope he listens to this because <laughs> um, I always give him shit about it. He's like, no, I didn't, it wasn't that bad. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> and... Yeah, and then he tried out and he, like, him and Christos linked up really well. Yeah. Um, and then we just sort of slotted him in, um, you know, and then we started doing more gigs. Yep. And things sort of broke down between us and Dan after a little while and then Dan sort of moved on and then it was like a three-piece for a while. Right. Um, and it was Christos... Set up had three amps running, so he was just trying to fill that extra sound. This is how the double no amp. This is how the double amp thing came about with Christos. Ah, so he had three amps, and he was like running all these effects pedals, trying to fill in that sound. Um, yeah, and yeah, so we did a few gigs like that, um, and then we were at the Bendy one time, and oh, one of our mates. Uh, um, he plays in the Attention Seekers. I think he's he's actually moved overseas um, recently, but yeah. he's been in a band called the Attention Seekers. And he <clears throat> was like, oh, you guys looking for a bass player? I know the the bartender, or the, the bar manager, I should say, um, is looking for a band. He's a bass player. Ah. Uh, and that was Nick. At the Bendigo Hotel in At Collingwood. At the Bendigo Hotel in, not in Collingwood. That, ah. was, that was Nick. Um, and Nick being Nick, um, I didn't, I couldn't tell if he was excited or not about joining the band because he's so he's he, he's um, he's a little bit expressionless sometimes. Bit deadpan. Um, bit deadpan. Yeah. So he was like, "I'm really excited about joining the band." And I was like, oh, "Okay, cool." Are you really? <laughs> uh, but he was actually very much so. He's probably the most enthusiastic member of the band. There you go. To this day. Yeah. Um, but that was kind of funny. Um, and then. Yeah, I, I I would say that the rest is kind of history. We have a, we've had a few changes in terms of drummers over the years. We had obviously Ryan left, then we had Andy, um, Mr. Alchemade, for a while, and mm-hmm. he was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. He is phenomenal. 
Um, and then Ryan came back and then Ryan left again and now yeah. we've got Joel yeah. um, who is also phenomenal and also Ryan is phenomenal they're all phenomenal so yeah, I've been yeah, very yeah. blessed with the people that I've had yeah behind the kit yeah behind the kit behind the guitar behind the bass like you know yeah 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 and <clears throat> in that time um, what's your release like history and order like have, have you guys released a full length or has it just been EPs um, so we've done We've done an EP. Uh, we had it like a small release, like r- long, long time ago. That's kind of disappeared. We we made it disappear. Okay. Um, but we had we've had of sins, um, which was uh, the it was sort of like a long play, like EP type thing. Yeah. It was um it was probably oh six tracks or something like that. Sure. So like a half EP half album yeah one extra song yeah yeah yeah, totally Um, and then we had the album which was Darkness Is My Home Mm -hmm. and then we've just had some a couple of singles released which which are actually um, tracks off Darkness Is My Home that didn't make it onto the album right right yeah yeah nice one Um, and you were mentioning earlier that um, you would always kind of put your you know your Energy and talents into the visual representation of the band, um, mm. uh, film clip wise. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, is there any like one track that kind of sticks out in your mind that you think would be like a? Um, so, say someone's never heard the Ugly Kings before. Um, out of all of the songs, which one would you would you like go listen to this and then you'll get what we're about? Goodbye. Goodbye. Mm. Cool. Um, do you mind if we play like a snippet of that at the start of the podcast? Yeah, sure. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, so we will have heard a little bit of goodbye from the Ugly Kings prior to this conversation with Rusty. Um, so when you guys were putting together those releases, did you do, like, as I know you mentioned that you got to um, support Papa Roach in Melbourne, but did you go around Australia with those guys or was that just for the Melbourne show? That was just the Melbourne show. We did do the Australian tour with Airborne. Oh, okay. How was that? Um, that was cool. Yeah, cool. I mean, they're lovely. Like, yeah, you know, they're amazing people. Well, so Papa Roach, but like, yeah, um, yeah, Airborne was amazing. It, like, it, it was really cool. Brisbane was really, really cool. Brisbane yeah. was probably the best one. Yeah, uh, Sydney was awesome. Melbourne was um, cool as well, but Melbourne is um, arms folded. Melbourne, so it really it, is. It isn't really it? is. I don't know what what it is about this place, but I get it, man. It's all the bands, all the musicians are here. That's probably mm. what it is, because the half the fucking room is probably musos. Judging you, yeah. I can do that in my bedroom, mate. Mm. Show me something I can't do. You know, I don't know why they're from England apparently already, mm. but yeah. Uh- well, we're all from England, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, right. So from that tour, you said maybe Brizzy or, or Sydney was the best. Why were they? The crowds were just just like locked into what you guys were doing. They didn't really care that they were there to see you know Airborne. They they were just there to see music. They they really kind of gave you some good energy. Or yeah, basically. Yeah, that's the vibe that I generally get yeah. um, playing in Sydney and places like that. So they're there to see music. Yeah. They just want to see music and they want to enjoy, you know, music. And and people in Melbourne do that as well. Like sure. I'm not saying that that's but there is a a bit of a culture here of of arm arm crossing arm folding <laughs> tell me about it man yeah yeah it's like uh, like you were saying earlier that like you know when you're playing with Papa Roach and all that um, and you, you're kind of made it your mission to try to 
um, win them over with very mm. aggressive singing style, staring at them and stuff like that. Um, often when I see people, you know, with their arms crossed, depending on what band I'm playing in, I yeah, it's all I'm trying to do is just trying to get them to uncross their arms. Mm. Yeah. Somehow. But isn't it Maybe a good motivator? Isn't it a great motivator it to, is, like, it is to a like good make, you, make you perform better? Because I've, then when you do have a crowd that's just eating out of the palm of your hand, no matter what you do, mm. you appreciate it so much more. Yeah. How's everybody doing tonight? Yeah! And you yeah, get this exactly. big reaction, you know, where you do that in Melbourne. How's everybody doing tonight? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then they come up to you afterwards. They're like, "Oh, it's a great show. It was awesome." Yeah, so and like, once you fucking tell your face that you were having a good time. Yeah, yeah it's funny. <laughs> oh man, um, while you were touring um, with those guys or, or with Papa Roach, was there any like touring stories that you think we could get a, like a little bit of a chuckle out of? <laughs> Not those ones, but I do have. Um, uh, when we played in um, Hobart, like the one and only time we played in Hobart, yeah. and it was like an in and out gig. We didn't s- sleep. We just had a car. We just sort of slept a bit in the car. And, sure, yeah. And to get in the plane. And for some reason, <laughs> Nick thought it was a good idea to eat, um, I think it was six scallop pies. Scallop pies? Yeah. <laughs> what is a scallop pie? I don't know. I didn't know it was a thing until I went to Tasmania, but it's basically a pie full of scallops. Okay, but like scallops over there are what they call potato cakes, or you're talking about actual fish scallops? I'm talking about fish scallops. Ah, in a pie. In a pie. Oh, six of them. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) So we ate six of these scallop, fish scallop pies. Oh, my God. And he was really drunk. And then um, I'm sitting in the back with him. And he's like, oh, I'm sick. And I'm like, I'm not fucking surprised. Yeah. And he just turned and just vomited all down the side of the rental car we were in. That was Outside, hopefully. No, inside. Inside? He didn't even inside make the window the open. No. Oh, Nick, what are you doing, you muppet? Yeah. <laughs> How much did that set you back? I'm ragging on Nick a little bit. I'm sorry, Nick. That's all right. Um, <laughs> I'm sure he'll forgive you. Um, yeah, inside he, the car. Oh, inside man. Inside the car. And so you lost your deposit, obviously, and then had to clean, pay the cleaning bill as well. I can't remember, actually. I don't remember because Christos rented the car. If he was here, he'd be able to tell you. But I, I don't yeah. know. It all just sort of happened. And then I was like, oh, oh shit. Yeah. 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 There was one time um, with the Smokestack lads, um, as you were saying, you're always trying to save a buck. So um, whenever you're bringing equipment, you either, you know, if you've got a rental car, then obviously the equipment's on your lap in the back seat. Mm-hmm. And um, Shano had this huge road case for his bass guitar and uh, didn't realise that the, the um, metal of the road case was rubbing up against the back of the seat. And the seats weren't fabric, they were leather. So once, and we didn't realize, and we, we go home, no worries. The next day, we get an email from the rental company look what you did to the back seat. This is going to cost you, you know, 200 bucks to refurb that back of the seat. And we're like, oh, fuck. So, yeah, yeah it's never fun when, um, when you either inadvertently vomit everywhere or <laughs> inadvertently scratch up the seat. It's like kids just take care of rental cars when you're on the road. That's the lesson. Yeah, That's take, the take, take home. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Don't eat scallop pies in large quantities. <laughs> and get drunk. Keep it to the one scallop pie. <laughs> the one scallop pie. Um, yeah. I. Um, it's interesting. I've noticed because I've started this, I've got this other band going now yeah the dead preachers yeah tell us about that yeah um, i mean like it's just like mates 
Like it's just a bunch of people. Like it's it's basically um, sort of well, the genre is Southern Gothic. Okay. Which is like um, I guess there's a Spotify channel for it. It's hard to describe, but it's basically like very ah. creepy, yeah, folky music about murder and stuff. What about um, Delsinki? Similar to his vibe, you know Delsinki. I don't know Delsinki. Uh, that's kind of reminds like just what you just described. I immediately thought of Delsinki. He was um, guest number two. Oh no, number three on the art of touring. Well, I have to get my shit together. So go back and listen to that one and check out his stuff. He's um he's great. But I mean, I haven't heard the Dead Preachers. But once I ha- I check it out, is there a track from those guys? Have you, that's a relatively yeah. new project. There the, is something. There's that I one could- on on Spotify called Train. Okay, cool. But just that's more of a bluesy one, but the, the rest yeah. of them are a bit more of a dark vibe. Um, but it's nice. it's funny with those guys, um, the difference in touring, because like with the Kings, it's like Christos and Nick aren't, aren't big talkers sometimes. So they'll sit in the front and, and, you know, I'll be in the back and I'll be like, oh, you think you're saying something dumb? Because uh, that's what I do a lot. Um <laughs> Because I'll be like, I heard this thing on this podcast and blah, 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 blah. And sure, they'll be yeah. like, shut up. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, they'll, they'll just sit there. They won't say anything. And then going up and down with uh, Preachers to like Sydney, which we did a little while, is just literally fucking five, uh, ten hours of dick jokes. Right. Like, <laughs> of just really dumb dick jokes. And yeah. And just like throwing shit at signs and it's just ridiculous it's a little bit juvenile (laughs) (laughs) but it's amazing um yeah yeah so you know like the difference is pretty contrasty it's funny yeah 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 oh there you go um oh that's cool man and so the dead preachers um uh you're gigging with them as well so how do you how are you finding the juggling of the two bands is it easy difficult oh um, not easy, mm. um, but rewarding. I mean, like I, I, you know, with with the Kings, we don't play that often. Sure, yeah. Um, we play, you know, you know, it, it's not a good idea to play too often no. in the same city, right? So exactly, yeah. Otherwise, you know, people will be like, oh, "I've already saw you last week." Yeah, it's like I'll see them again when they play again. So we try to yeah. be infrequent with our gigging. Yeah. Which means, which gives me more time to be like, well, I, I fucking, I want to play. So yeah, know, I'll do a different giving, project. Here we go. Yeah, exactly. So nice one. That's basically all it is. That makes sense, man. Nice mm. one. Cool, um, dude. We've touched so many bases tonight here on the Art of Touring <laughs> with Rusty from the Ugly Kings, uh, and that's what I love about the pod is because we, um, like we were saying earlier, um, we just kind of take where take it, you know, where the conversation you know goes. And um, oh, I'm I'm terrible with tangents as well, man. I can yeah. tangent all day. Yeah, the tangents. I, when I'm an old man, fucking hell, just keep me away from people because I'll just talk their ear off. I reckon. You think so? I reckon there'll be a point who's like, this guy's fucking out of his mind. Back in my day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the, to- <laughs> we had these the things stories. IPhones. <laughs> yeah, I already have stories that go nowhere, so I'm I'm halfway there. <laughs> You're in trouble, mate. Yeah, I forget what the point of the story was. I'm just like everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was thinking today, because um, the, the pod has been going now, this is going to be episode 79, so it's mm. been going over a year, um, and I, I kind of like, I was like, oh, what could I do different um, with my guests um, to kind of spice things up? Oh. And I noticed when I was cleaning up the, the man cave tonight, uh, uh, before your arrival, <laughs> is that I have, um, 
a lot of figures that I've been meaning to um, unbox. Right. I'm a little bit of a figure nerd, if you can't tell behind us. No, I couldn't tell. Um, so Facetious. I have no idea what's in this. I ordered it off eBay or a what? Facebook marketplace or whatever. Would you be able to pass me those um, yellow scissors there? Yeah, sure. Excellent. So on the art of touring, we're going to have a, a little bit of a you know a chat about whatever's in this mystery box. Unboxing. How does that sound? Yeah, sure. All right. The mystery box. This is odd. They've wrapped this box in Ooh. like a garbage bag for some reason. That's all right. There's layer. What if it's a box within a box? <laughs> yeah. I used to do that to my parents when I was like five. I'd like for their for their birthdays, I'd get them a present, which was just a box within a box within a box within a box, and there was just nothing. And I thought it was so funny. So, yeah, this is definitely not an empty box. Oh. Well, I like these. These are kind of cool. Yeah, you can't pop them, though. That's professional. Oh, there's some here that we can pop. Oh, these are the retros I bought. So, Ooh. this is um, Undertaker. I know this guy. That's the Undertaker. And I've got a John Cena as well. So, these are the retro Oh, mate. I series. love John Cena's Instagram account. How good is it? The best fucking Instagram account ever. Yeah. There they are. So, I'm going to keep the mint on card because they've actually stopped making these. Um, the line is finished. So, everyone in the wrestling figure community is like, oh, bring back retros. There's even a hashtag, we <laughs> want retros. <laughs> um, so, they're going to stay on card because they're just they're that rare, especially in Australia. I love how he's like, you sort of put his arms up and he's like, yeah, swinging back and forth. Yeah, they have a little action. Like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> So, we'll so use happy. those guys for the photo this week for the pr- promo of the show. How's that sound? Sounds great. Perfect. Yeah. Dude, thank you so much for being a guest on The Art of Touring. No worries. It's um, cool. Thanks for sharing your story and sharing your anecdotes. And um, before we finish up, please tell the listeners where they can um, get a hold of uh, you and your bands. Russ, uh, Ugly Kings have all of the socials, I'm assuming. Oh, uh, yeah. You can find us on social media. Yep. Um, Spotify, uh, Bandcamp, Facebook, Instagram. Everything. All the things. Yep. Just We've even got a website. A website as well. Yeah. Just Google the Ugly Kings. It's all there. Beautiful. Um, Dead Preachers are uh, pretty new, so just go to Facebook or Instagram, and we're also on Spotify, so that is Dead Preachers. That's it. On Spotify. Yep. Thank you, Rusty. Thank you. We'll see you on the road. See you on the road. See you, brother. That's Rap Sizzlers, episode 79. All done. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, give the podcast a share on social media or just give it a share uh, to someone in person. Just walk up to someone on the street and go, hey, can I share something with you? They may look at you funny. They may go, yeah, you can. And then, and they're probably going to expect, you know, that you're going to share your heart with them. And in reality, you're going to be like, I'm going to share this podcast with you. Check it out. It's the Art of Touring podcast. If you are going to share it on social media, however, I do urge you to use that hashtag art of touring podcast on instagram and uh, give us a follow on instagram as well at art of touring podcast now if you are a first time listener to the show i'd love it if you came back each week and kept on listening i have a new guest each week so you're welcome to join the art of touring family by becoming a regular listener um, or by diving into the archives there's almost uh 80 episodes now. Uh, Next week will be episode 80, so you've got a lot of choice. If you like, you know, singers, guitarists, bass players, drummers, trumpet players, DJs, wrestlers, I've had them all.
I've had, I've had them all on there. You know, so just dive in and, and check it out. Now, if you'd like to get in contact with me, please email me directly at artoftouringpodcast at gmail.com. Maybe you'd like to come on the show. Uh, if you're a touring musician, please hit me up. Uh, maybe if you're a performer or a wrestler, I'd love to hear from you. You can listen to Art of Turing on Wooshka, uh, and you can download it on iTunes, on Google Play, um, and you can listen to it on Spotify as well. Now, if you have enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to give the podcast a rating with your phone uh, on the podcast app there. Write a short review and uh, stick around next week for another episode. Now let's hear some plugs. Tomorrow night, Sizzlers. Saturday, October 26th, or if you're listening to this on Saturday, it's tonight. The passouts will be returning for one night only for the end of 2019. We're going to be playing at the Matthew Flinders Hotel alongside uh, Queensland Rockers, Red Star Born, uh, Local Legends, Torrential Thrill, and Eat the Damn Orange. Uh, you can grab tickets on the door. They're 10 bucks. Uh, come on down. It's gonna be it's gonna be a great night. We're gonna be playing. Um, show me what it's like. Uh, we're gonna be playing. You think you know? Uh, maybe even not that easy. A little bit of a ballad there. Um, we're gonna throw in a cover, a Pearl Jam cover, I believe. Um, and we've got Lee filling in on drums. So it's pretty. You know, it's gonna be a fun night. You know, come down. I'll shout you a bevy. Okay, that's all from me this week. Before I go, I have a few shout-outs. Shout-out to Chris Wall, who designed the artwork for the show. You can follow him on Instagram, at Mr. Wall, spelt W-A-H-L. He's a great follow, too, guys. I was checking out his page just today, and he was sharing some stuff from a, a comic book that he had, he had um, done some artwork for. Dude's so talented. So check him out, at Mr. Wall, spelt W-A-H-L. Big thanks to my guest this week, Rusty from the Ugly Kings and the Dead Preachers. Be sure to follow their social media profiles to stay up to date with all of their goings on. And that's all from me this week. Thanks again for listening, Sizzlers. Oh man, it's just great that, uh, you know, I've got this medium and, you know, people listen in on a weekly basis. Maybe you come in, you check in. Oh, I wonder what's going on with Sizz on the Art of Turing. I'll check in this week. So if that's one of those weeks and you're listening to me in your headphones or you're driving to work or you're, you're on the train to work, thank you. I appreciate your patronage. Tune in next time for another episode of the Art of Turing with the Sizz Dog. Oh, wow, wow. Oh. And remember, this week's podcast was brought to you by Stan Makita's Donuts, the only donut diner owned by the guy from Married with Children. Ed something? Oh, shit. Um, how about you, mate? Did you... You said you were not well at the moment. Oh, uh, you know, just the, the typical man flu oh, okay. um, situation. More allergies or actual cold? No, nah, just cold. Just a cold. Just the. Uh, it's it's really fun having a fever when it's thirty three degrees. Yeah, no, that sounds awful. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't pull the pin on me tonight, mate. You no. you would have been. Um, you know, wouldn't have been would have been fine. But I'm a man of commitments. You're a trooper, mate. I try to be. That's a good thing. Um, As a singer, you would understand that <sighs> the show goes on even if you're. Yeah, you're feeling like shit. You have laryngitis. Yeah. Oh. Um, well, maybe not if you have laryngitis. That's a bit extreme. But <laughs> yeah, laryngitis is a deal breaker, I think. Or, you know, getting hit by a car is probably the only two ways to get out of a gig. Yeah. I mean, look, at, I think Dave Grohl fell off the stage and then <laughs> broke his leg. Playing. And he came back later in the night and kept playing. 
Oh, God. In a chair. But, like, when there's 30,000, 40,000 people in an arena, are you going to fucking go home or are you going to come back and play yeah, to them? Yeah, and they've all paid $200 a ticket or something. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, as much as people... I don't know, like, people have mixed feelings about Dave Grohl, I think. I think he's a fucking legend. I think I think he's amazing. 100%. You know? Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, what he was able to do with his career after being in, like, the, arguably the biggest band and then supersede that pretty much. Yeah. Well, not pretty much, completely supersede it, mm. you know? Um Especially when you watch those early documentaries of the Foo Fighters, because everyone was just screaming at him to play Marigold, because that was the only song they knew that he, he did mm. on one of the Nirvana records, and he had to play through all that kind of stuff. And all the lineup changes over the years. And also, you're, like, your bandmate, you're in the biggest band in the world, and your bandmate tops himself. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, all right, well, fuck, where do I go from here? Yeah. You know? Either sink into obscurity or take over the world. He chose the latter, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, what did um, I try and bass player Nirvana? What was his name? Oh, Chris Novalik, Novalik, something like that. Something like what did he do? I don't. Yeah, I think he did the first thing. I think he did the first thing. He fell into obscurity and kind of disappeared.